So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Thanks for checking out the Sports Kid Wrestling Podcast. If you want even more from us, get Vince Russo reviewing Monday Night Raw every single Monday night, Dutch Mantel covering AEW Rampage and SmackDown, and the biggest breaking news with you, the fans, talking about it five days a week with Top Story, all on this podcast feed. I thought Cena was talking about coming in and working with him. Like, I would rock it. You know, I don't expect to see that. But hey, you know, John, I go out there when he worked with Brock and just put over Brock and never take any offense. Let's uh, get into the oh my God moment of the week. So, Theory, don't call me Austin. Theory is your new. WWE United States Champion. And so there's been a lot of buzz going on over the past week of Theory has been a young John Cena. So when you first saw John Cena in 2002, he had the coordinated uh, a semi, you know, uh, tights and with the coordinated boots and real stiff and going out, you know, it's real stiff, jacked up, ruthless aggression, hitting up Kurt Angle. It didn't. It, it, it only. It took him about two years or so, about a good year or two, before he started going to the rapper gimmick feud with Eddie Guerrero, even Taker, Rikishi, and so. But for some odd reason, his freestyle and his promo work is what really got and his worth ethic, really. But from a uh, television screen point. He, you know, he wasn't always the best wrestler. He wasn't always at, at all in any of his career. But his promos were fire. His character was uh, infectious. We'll start with you, Paige. Do you think this is a fair comparison to compare Theory with John Cena? And if it is, when, what is it going to take for Theory to cross that plane to many events? Well, for starters... John Cena is a freaking icon, man. You know what I mean? He carried that company on his back for over a decade. And like The Rock, he ain't completely gone. You know, he he he's still, he's a, he's a top shelf A-list actor. It's in his own right now, uh, killing it. When I saw him do the ESPYs, I thought, oh my God. He is so much better than even people think he is. Like, that's hard. Especially coming in as a wrestler, doing that SB deal he did. When I saw him, I was like, dude, wow. Hats off, bro. Like, you're super talented. I think the way he came in, he came in with fire, man. He, you know, he looked like the deal. And, you know, I don't think, at being a worker, who I think was pretty good, I think his work was pretty damn good. I don't think it was 
bring in Eddie Guerrero. But, you know, I think for, for a big man, I thought that guy carried and he worked his ass off. And his promos were off the charts. So from the rapper dude to John Cena. Um, Austin Theory, that cat, if he, only he can screw this up because he's got it. He's got it to me with a capital IT. He's got the look and he's got Cena's guns and not many people got them. If you go head to head, I'm sure Cena's are more jacked. You know, maybe, I don't know. Um, but both of those guys look great. And he's a handsome kid on top of that. And he's, you know what? I look at him as a young guy and I look at MJF as a young dude who really gets it. Like they get what they're doing. You can't have a bigger push. Now there's been other guys that have had that push and didn't really understand, like you still got to stay grounded. Yeah. That journey, especially in the back, you know, out there you can be as cocky as you need to be. I when when I saw him do, when I saw Austin stud him, <laughs> at, at Mania, I played back five times. It was it was cartoonish, but it was amazing. I mean, Austin and I laughed for five minutes over that we started talking like that and he said the same thing gets money man so that's what i think and i think uh could he rival in the you know i couldn't i couldn't icon of of uh john well <laughs> there's a lot of time got to be put in before <laughs> it's kind of like when you see someone come in the nba and they go oh the next michael jordan or the next Kobe Bryant, or the next LeBron. Man, give that dude some years before, yeah, you, muffle, before you even mupple that, yeah. you know? You know, Tom Brady, <laughs> gonna be a long yeah. time muffling the next Tom Brady, you know? So, you know, when, when you got somebody, and, I, and that's what I think Cena, I, I got a ton of respect for from his work to his everything, and what he's doing today up in Hollywood. He's killing it. Uh, respect all the way around. I think Austin, well, excuse me, Theory, he got it. Vince, do you agree with Paige? Do you see what Paige see, or is it not clicking with the uh... Well, I want to ask you something, Chris. Where are the comparisons coming from mostly, do you think? Inside or the fans, or wh where are they coming from? Uh, both there, there, there's there's talk just within the webs of, of, of comparisons between the two and there's some uh, there, there's some like sheets that are reporting in and things like that so I mean well, it's, if, it's, if it's you want to, if you want to talk about the the uh, potential of being a top guy in the business in a couple of years like oh okay okay <coughs> I'll be open to that. Bro, Cena is a star, bro. You know, Cena is not a top guy in wrestling. Cena is a bona fide star. 
And when, when, when you're going to compare somebody to that, you know, kind of like Paige, bro, those are really big shoes to fill. Really big shoes to fill. So I, I would like to see himself, you know, like make a name for himself in the business first. Then we could talk about possible comparisons. But man, bro, to make those right now, I just think they're way, way too premature, man. Yeah, it seems like the infancy of John Cena, he looked a lot like him and Theory looked alike. Like 2002 John Cena, babyface John Cena, turned heel against Kidman John Cena that was still doing the coordinated boots and semis. A lot of comparisons with that, but even Cena has said, even with that gimmick, like he was like, on the edge of getting canned so he had to make another he, he had to make a big turnaround and uh stephanie hearing him do freestyle that caught you know interest from her he started doing freestyle and that and that is what caused cena to have that upper trajectory not the infancy ruthless aggression decent match with kurt with kurt angle cena he was well, when, when, when you look at page's career very, very, very similar. It was the spot and the story that cat. Mm -hmm. So, Paige, how important is that? I mean, that he gets put in the right spot. It's the right story because yep. that's what happened to you, bro. You're talking about once they put that around you, forget about it. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I love where he's at right now. Because, I mean, Vince is just, you know, I mean, all over him. And you can tell when Vince loves somebody. So that's the first part of it. But it'll all come down to, you know, what kind of angle he gets put in yeah. and who it is. Like when I saw that picture up of him and Cena, I thought Cena was talking about coming in and working with him. Like, I would rock it, you know. I don't expect to see that, but hey, you know, John, I awesome. go out there when he worked with Brock and just put over Brock and never take any offense. I was blown away by that. Yeah. Cena's, you know, Cena's a, you know, he's a company dude, man, and he's been treated really good, and you know, he's earned that spot. But he's also turned around and done a lot of favors too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. If you see that pop up, then who, you know, because then, you know, then you really see because that cat can talk. And yeah. if he was going against MJF, I really want to see that because that'd be like, whoa, you know, the stuff that MJF did with Punk, we've talked about mm -hmm. it before. Man, that was magic, man. Both of them, you know, both yeah. of them. When you were really good guys, you can go. That's why I wanted that people's champion versus people's champion so bad. And I dropped yeah. the ball. I should have freaking shook Vince's hand and said, awesome, man. Call me when you want to do people's champion versus people's champion. My mistake. Learned a big lesson from it. Because I would have loved to have the tit for tat, you know, with the rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go rolling down memory lane, fellas. So this one is for the man, 
<laughs> See what I mean here? Where I'm pointing to? This right here is the WCW. This is the big gold belt right here. The WCW World Heavyweight Champion. And those right there are the guns to pay the funds, ladies and gentlemen. Vince Russo. So, uh, we, we, we had another show. We talked about the polarization of Vince Russo, all right? This is one, this is another polarizing uh, element of Vince Russo. And that is, that is the, the, the moment that Vince Russo became WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Ric Flair, baby. Dustin Rose, baby. Sting. And the fourth person in the Mount Rushmore of WCW World Heavyweight Champions. Vince Russo. Did you get any heat from that, my man? Did I what? Did you get any heat for being WCW yeah, World well, Heavyweight Champion? I got worse than heat. I almost got killed by Gil, Bill Goldberg. You know, people fail to mention that, bro. <laughs> uh, you know, bro, listen. I, listen, I am a storyteller. That That's what I've always been, bro. And the, the story of Goldberg almost murdering me, but technically putting me out of the cage before Booker. To, to me, I'm sorry, bro. That's a great story. Uh, bro, the following, the very following show, I gave the belt up. I said I had nothing more to prove. I told everybody I could kick Booker's backside. I, bro, I don't know if people just don't have a sense of humor. I don't know if people just don't like good storytelling. I thought that was a very good story. I thought it was a great finish to a match. Obviously, bro, the next night I gave the belt up because Vince Russo was not going to be champion. But, bro, it was all about that day, Chris and Paige could tell you. Bro, it was all about the swerve. It was all about things happening that are not supposed to happen. That's yeah. what it was all about. Because then, all of a sudden, you create, oh, my God, what are they going to do now? How are they going to get out of this? What are they going to do next? So everything was all about keeping people at the edge of their seats, not knowing what we were going to do, not being able to call it three weeks in advance, and just tell tell good stories. But, I, bro, I never in my wildest imagination thought wrestling purists would take it, like, as serious as they did, bro. To, to the point that, bro, it, it doesn't get recognized in the record books. Like, Leo, all the other ones, like, Come, come on, bro. It's it's television. I thought it was good television. I don't regret it, um, and I would do it again. And it was never it was never meant for me to have a run as WCW champion. If I'm not mistaken, Vince McMahon was the WWE champion and the ECW champion, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, Paige, you were there when your colleague and friend, Vince Russo, won the WCW championship. How was the backstage atmosphere with Vince Russo at the helm of the talent roster at that moment? 
Well, let me ask you first, Vince, and I think it was Arquette was first, right? Arquette won before this, right? Chris would know. Chris, who won first, me or Arquette? Uh, Arquette won the triple cage, right? Yeah, triple cage. Yeah. Because um, Jared, Jared did the, the guitar shot, right? Um, actually, um, actually, yeah. I swear. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I honestly. I thought, I thought that Jared did the guitar shot on the top. Uh, well, it was Thunder, right? Then he went on Thunder. When our yeah, cat went over, it was a knockdown. I don't think it was a nitro. It was. It, it, was it was a tag match. I think it was. Might have been a nitro, but I don't remember. I thought it was a thunder that he wanted. But uh, I it was a thunder because the building. I remember the building. Uh, Big show. Our won it uh, on Thunder, April twenty fifth, two thousand, in Syracuse. Uh, Vince. You won it on uh, September 25th, 2000. So uh, about uh, five months later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So knowing the story that Vince was telling that night, and we've gone through that, and I tried to argue and change the minds, but I couldn't do that. And so I never forget telling our cat. Uh, he goes, so uh, what are we doing tonight? We're walking. And I said, they're going to put the world title on you. And he goes, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm serious. And where the guy he went, no, no, they can't. I go, that's what I said. You know, and he said, well, I can't do that. I go, here's your choice. You either do it or you don't do it. And if you don't do it, then you're not doing anything. Yeah. And he went, Am I really going to be the world champion? I go, that's what I hear. He goes, Did I start? <laughs> and all the people who were really pissed off about that, the craziness that happened because of that, there's not one of those people, not one of them, who are wrestling fans who wouldn't have done the exact same thing. Sure. If they were lucky enough to be in that spot. And exactly. that people, the money that he made off that pay-per-view, which was like 10 grand. He wasn't yeah. doing it. He did it because he loved it. But he got a payoff. He gave that to Melanie Pillman. Was oh, that oh wow. I, I didn't know that, bro. Yeah, and they put oh. that documentary um, that and he did, You Can't Kill David Arquette. Oh, okay. Wow. And Brian, young Brian Pillman thanked him. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I didn't know that. That's who, that's who David Arquette really is. And, and when he did You Can't Kill, if anybody ain't seen You Can't Kill David Arquette, you got to see it. Because it's. I thought he was crazy when he told me he was going to do that. And he asked me if I would help him, you know, like and, and do something in the movie with him and do the Yoda thing. And, and we had fun with it. And when I saw his reaction over those it was around the mania time, I think he was wrestling in some show. DCW, I people think he was wrestling. Him. People yeah. loved him. They really mm -hmm. loved him and they appreciated him, especially coming back and trying to prove like, hey, I'm really working at it. So mm -hmm. storytelling at that moment, I knew it wasn't going to be like, he wasn't doing a run. Did I think it was a good thing? 
not myself personally, but bottom line, when it came down to it, he was doing it and, and Vince was always trying to give something to somebody that they didn't see coming. And but Goldberg, we all know Goldberg lost his mind a couple of times. Uh, but I, I want to tell anybody if, if you haven't seen Evil, the evil with, with that Hulk's evil that uh, they just had, I guess, last, uh, whatever whatever night they, they played the last one. Mr. Russo's on that. He does a hell of a job. And what I love about Russo, no matter what, when he believes in something, he's going down with it or he's going up with it. He's not, <laughs> you know, he's not backing off. He's not doing this shit. <laughs> This is why I did it, and I'm sticking to my guns. If you don't like it, no problem. I like it. That's why I did it. So. Yep. That's it. 100%. That's it. Yeah. And our can winning was to promote Ready to Rumble, right? And and that's what really makes it in our business. Yeah. Fiction. Yeah. Like when you're all 100% in, and you go with that. Yeah. Bro, the, the, the yeah. best part, like, I, you know, bro, like, again, people, to me, Sometimes people just take wrestling way too seriously because my favorite part of that story was so Arquette wins the title in a tag match, pins Bischoff in a fluke. My favorite part of the story is when he realizes he's now the world heavyweight champion and doesn't want any part of yeah, it. Like, to, me, like, to me, that's my... Bro, who becomes the heavyweight champion and doesn't want any part of it. To me, that was the best part of the story, bro. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, that was to promote, that was like in conjunction with Ready to Rumble, right? Yeah. Right around, yeah, right around the same time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's I mean, when the had shifted. If that came out one year earlier, mm -hmm. it would have, two years, forget it. If we had a mm -hmm. Yeah, would have done freaking maybe freaking eighty million. It did like mm -hmm. five million, you know, which is nothing because that's what it cost to make. I want to say about mm -hmm. that, but it was a lot of fun filming it. Uh, so you know, it was good all the way around. It was fun to watch it. I liked it. I like I liked the movie. It was it was funny. You know, uh, it was you know Jimmy Jimmy King wasn't the he, he wasn't the most buff guy, but hey, he was a. He was a, a, a trailer park guy, man, living a dream, you know, and having a dream and being being coached by people that, hey, it's not over yet. You know, it's, it's a good message, man. You know what I mean? So crown him and, you know, boosting his energy back. And, you know, I like it. We, we, they called it the fat suit because when Canyon put it on, ooh, Oliver Platt did not like it being called the fat <laughs> and then when they did remember when it was the four corner splash I remember that yep. kicked the shit out of him well Canyon was there for the splash and then they rolled him in there was some serious boots on Mr. Oliver <laughs> <laughs> he was scared to death after <laughs> very nice very nice all right, a couple minutes left. Let's uh, let's land the plane real quick on a low blow. Just uh, a, a quick uh, a thought. Twenty years of Randy Orton. Uh, wow, wow, wow! Uh, just the legend killer. The art. Even back then, Randy News Network, RNN, back in two thousand two, and the legend killer Viper. 
Uh, now he's a part of the RK Bro. And he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's only, you know, still young. He's still young, cat, 40 years old, 40, 41 years old. And so, you know, 20 years in the business. Uh, Vince, do you wish you could have written for Randy Orton? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, bro, Orton and Cena are the two guys I, I, I would have gave anything to be able to write for. But I really want Paige to explain because, you know, he's, you know, he's an icon. Paige, how difficult is it to stay over for 20 years in the wrestling business. I, I mean, bro, that's like, that's that's unheard of, bro. That's ridiculous. Well, you know, guys you have to look at, didn't do it with all of this crazy TV, but the guys who did it were Flair, Hogan, Savage, Piper, like, uh, Gate got 20, but close to it, but he didn't have that like great part that Savage and those guys had. Um, Andre, Andre, um, it's 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 minutia, the amount of people who had that. Yeah, but they didn't have it like over this last twenty years, where there's TV out there, yeah. you know, and. I've always thought, like when people, you know, well, Randy Orton stole your, your, your diamond cutter. It's like, first of all, he didn't remember it, but I called him and said, Randy, man, I would love for you to use it. And he was just out of the hospital. I didn't realize that time, but he never, he never remembered because he just got done with surgery and I'm talking to him. And he sounded a little loopy, but I, I didn't, you know, I didn't put it together. He's always been my guy. Like I have always loved his look his work is as good as anybody's ever uh his timing his promos i mean you know to me i just to be affiliated with him in a small part which kind of big part because you know it's a great finish and he made it his own you know for his you know he he added his own nuances to it that made it his own and uh it's so hard it's so hard to be in that spot for 10 years, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 20. And I'll, I'll never forget meeting him at OVW because they brought me down and I worked with Batista, me and um, Batista against Kane and Undertaker. And we were just, just getting out there to work together and uh, love answer me and Dave bonded big time. But Randy, I met him because, you know, Cowboy was a friend of mine. And he's like, take care of my boy, man. Randy was actually the first guy. Like, he is something that he had stiffed up something. I don't know if it was his shoulder or his hip or whatever. But he got down on the mat around the ring and started working with me. I go, Randy, I go, the boys are going to bust your chops about this big time. He goes, I don't care. Is it going to help me? I go, yeah, it'll help you. And just working with him, and you know, I, I I just loved his journey. Bummed that I never got the opportunity to work with him. I, I it's funny because leaving there and then starting to come back, there could have been a moment where I could have done something with him. And he actually sent it to me one day because because I come up to him and said, Randy, don't you remember me calling? He's like, No, man. 
remember that. He goes, but if you say it, I believe you. You, you know, when I called him and told him, you know, I would have loved for him to do it. And so either way it worked out, I was glad he did it. Um, but at the end of the conversation, he started walking, he turned around, he goes, I know at some point I'm going to see you out there. And I said, I don't think so, bro. He goes, seriously? I go, I'd love to do it, but I don't see that coming. You know, and never did. And then when it came to Legend Killer, occasionally I would say, you know, Randy, Legend Killer, but you ain't killed me yet. <laughs> Final thought, Paige. Do you think that uh, Orton could have been a horseman? Oh, seriously. Randy could be anything he wanted to be. You know, he would have fit right in there in that Lex Luger spot, Barrington spot. He could be one of them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. I, I think that Orton in, in that Barry Wyndham spot makes sense to me, for sure. Yeah.